T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Well, 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 good afternoon to you. And thank you for being here with us on WTIC. I just made a mess of things. I had everything all organized to start the show, and then I decided to make a little change. Make a little change, and then uh, I left things in an unprepared position. 860-522-9842. I, I keep thinking that, um, that we've, had, uh, we've been a socialist country for so long, and we're, we've slipped so aggressively into communism that People are used to it now and, and ready to concede, for the most part, the concepts. Because we, we get so many calls, even here, where people are talking about their benefits. And, and um, you know, like that call we were just having about Section 8. Remember when people wouldn't take? They would not take government programs. They wouldn't go near a government program. It was uh, viewed as being... You you were making yourself an inferior human being. You were to be dependent on somebody else for your own survival. To go to the government, which means there is no there is no government. There is only your fellow taxpayers. It means that your fellow taxpayers have to pay for you to live. And that used to be outrageous. It used to be something nobody would agree to. And now uh, we've, they've gotten us, you know. They, they, got us, they broke, broke us down. And now everybody's on board with the idea that we should be cared for by our fellow citizens. It's really, it's very disappointing that that's the stage we've come to. I wanted to play you something. Um, let me see if I've got it here. Uh, what's the role of government and what's the... Oh, this is Walter Williams. Good stuff. Uh, what's the role of government and what's the role of laws uh, in a free society? And uh, although uh, Bastia does not say this in the law, uh, the I guess the initial moral point to start thinking about many issues that we face as, as a world and more particularly as a nation is that uh, where, where do you start off? Well, my initial premise is that each of us owns ourselves. That is, I am my private property, and, and you are your private property. 
Now, when you, if you accept the idea of self-ownership, well, then certain acts are immoral and certain acts are moral. That is the reason why. So do you agree with that premise? What do you think about that premise as a, as a way of judging whether something is, well, judging how society should be structured? That makes a lot of sense to me. That if you're going to have a fair society, fair in the way that we've always understood fairness, that, that each, each person should get to go where they want to go and carve their own way in the world, and that the job of government is to protect us from government infringing upon our rights or other people infringing upon our rights. But we have no right to stuff. We have no right to rent. We have no right to housing or food or, or uh, heat assistance or any of that stuff. These are all tricks of big government to, to uh, imprison us. That's how I look at it. What's your take? 860-522-9842. Question numero uno for today. Let's talk to Steve in Springfield. What's in your mind today, Steve? Um, hi, hi, how you doing? Um, actually, what Walter Williams said is very much like John Locke. Um, it, but you know what the thing is? Uh, a lot of people have sold their souls to the soft slavery of government dependence. And then they complain when their government slave master doesn't treat them right. Um, it, 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 it's, it's like the government steals, uh, like, let's say, a third of your money, and then you're complaining because um, you, you're, they stole it because you're not getting more back when you already agreed to this stuff. You know, there was a huge debate, um, I think, post-World War II about uh, government, um, uh, you know, universal government insurance. A lot of people were dead set against it. Uh, of course, back then, every company offered insurance. Um, but, but after World that, War Two, I somewhere, somewhere it was somewhere in the like uh, 1950s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, that was actually a huge debate. Why? Well, I would um, hope so. I, but, but, but the thing is, people sell their souls. You know, it's like the government like bribes them to, to sell themselves down the river, exactly, down the river. Yeah. You know, that's the game. You know, if they, if they, if the government owns everything you're doing, you have no right to complain if you agree to it. Yes, the trouble is uh, we now have something none of us agreed to. Yeah. Right? It, 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 it's just completely messed up, you know. All right, Steve, thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. It is messed up. I don't know if there's any way out. But there is understanding, and that's what we need to shoot for, I think understanding so let me play that for you once more is that each of us owns ourselves each of us owns ourselves this is the premise of having a free society this is the this is the premise america was built on that we each own ourselves so therefore we have a right to our thoughts we have a right to our ideas we have a right to express those ideas we have a, a right to Hang around with the people we want to hang around with. It's glorious. But that's totally different than what the commies are selling us. Each of us owns ourselves. That is, I am my private property, and, and you are your private property. But the fun part is, the fun part is that if we are, if we are, 
private property owned by us. We own ourselves. If each of us owns ourselves, then nobody else has a right to what we earn. Nobody else has a right to our labor. Nobody else has a right to take our money away, to take our livelihoods away. We get to decide what to do with it, right? 860-522-9842. Steve calling from Hadley. Hi, Steve. Hi, Todd. I'm, I'm, I was so excited today when uh, Tom said that you were a horse owner because I used to have uh, a team of Belgian horses that I used in the woods to log with. And I thought Are they the ones responsible for Belgian chocolate? Uh, <laughs> well, the French eat, eat their horses sometimes, unfortunately. Okay, um, but separate flavors. You know, yeah, you know um, uh, we're, we're discussing things that we should have learned a long time ago if evolution absolutely is a fact of reality. Because we're way down the road from all these discussions. These discussions have been going on since people have been writing. I'm not uh, sure what you're saying. Which, which discussions are you talking about? About, about ownership of property, private ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. In some ancient documents, um, God actually gave property to people and made them responsible over that property. And if they didn't act responsibly, there was consequences. And, you know, physics, just the, the simple laws of physics, if you apply them to uh, social ethics and whatnot, tells us. I mean, monkeys can figure this stuff out, and I don't understand why we're being so far down the evolutionary chain that we're having such a, 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 a problem understanding these things. I think people do understand I think the, the most ignorant person in our society understands that it's wrong to depend on others to take care of themselves. I think, I think when a baby reaches the age of three, they could comprehend some of these, these things that we're arguing about as adults. I suspect you're right. If you, if you took them out of the world we live in and just had a, a conversation in a, in a more pristine environment, you know, without political fighting, because what happens is they trick us with the, the language that they use. Remember when they started Social Security, I think it was, they, it was that we were each paying in and it was our own savings plan or something like that. And people still have those ideas. They don't realize this money is just a, another social program now, that there is no, or maybe there never was a Social Security trust fund. Maybe that was always just a scam. But but I think people would understand pretty quickly if it was put into plain language for them. But but we've been hearing political rhetoric, which is lying in order to get us to go along with something that that well, we wouldn't I, go. Along I agree with, with you. I, I agree with you on that sense. There's there's human nature and and the politicians know human nature better than the masses do, unfortunately. Yeah, that is true. And they, they, they use that knowledge to our defeat. But, it, but we could be teaching our children human nature and, and pushing back. It's going to take a long time to get out of the ruts that we're in, but I think it's possible if we make up our minds that we'll pass on the knowledge to our children and uh, hopefully we'll get back right at sometime in the future. I don't know how long it'll take.
I like your optimism, Steve. Thank you for that. Bye-bye. Steve calling from Hadley and a voice of optimism. We don't get a lot of voices of optimism, do we? It's like my reaction to this uh, thing in Ohio. It's gross what's going on in Ohio and what they did to this community, what they're doing to this community. But the grossest part to me is the incompetence, the fact that nothing is run properly. The stuff the government does regulate is the stuff that creates disasters for us, like the railroads. The railroads are strictly regulated. And what does that mean? That means nobody knows what's on the trains. That's what happens when the government has strict control. It's amazing how incompetence has become our brand as a society. America used to be, we used to run a crisp ship. We used to know how to do stuff. But now it's just transfer of wealth. That's all government is, is they take our money and they squander it. Make their friends fat and happy. And that doesn't, there's nothing there in that formula that induces competence, you know. 860-522-9842. In a couple hours, we'll be doing the rants. So call one in, 860-751-4698. And what else do I have to tell you about? We will talk to, hopefully, Rob Sampson, State Senator from Wolcott, will be checking in and will give us a report on stuff going on at the state capitol. And we'll take a quick break and continue it on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. I was thinking about marriage today. I forget why. Some conversation I was hearing on television. People talking about marriage and how it's changed, but... Despite the sexual revolution of the uh, of the last, what has that been, 50 years now? Sexual revolution when that happened? And the devaluing of, of marriage is what we perceive, right? Don't we perceive that, that marriage got devalued when birth control came and the sexual revolution and the idea of that free sex? Remember, that was one of those things they said in the 60s and 70s. And I wonder if what your perception is of of marriage, is it different? Has marriage changed? I know people don't, people don't pay much mind to the ceremonies anymore, the formalities of marriage. But I, I wonder if people have changed in terms of relationships and how seriously they take them. What's your perception of that? 860-522-9842. My, my perception is that people treat marriage, um, that is, permanent commitments. I guess you'd call them child-rearing commitments, right? I think people still take them seriously. However, you don't have to stay in them anymore. There's nothing that binds you to them. So naturally, people move on. Naturally, people have a limit to how much they're willing to put up with because you know, back in the 50s, didn't you basically have to stay in a marriage in the 60s before everything changed? And was that the beginning of the decline? Was 
was this when we started coming apart? I'm always thinking about the trajectory and where America passed some kind of point of maximal strength, and, and then it started declining from there. You know what I mean? Because everybody seems weighted down with this sense that, uh, that, that things aren't what they used to be, that things aren't as good as they once were, that it was better back then. People are nostalgic for the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. I don't know, whenever you come, I, my personal belief is when you come of age, that's, that's your glory years for the most part. Most people have nostalgia about the music that they listened to in high school. The songs that they danced to at the prom, the the cars from that era, the values from that era, the TV shows. Everybody likes the past, right? And it has to do with coming of age, doesn't it? So there's a looking back with a, a positive attitude towards those TV shows that expressed the America of the 50s and 60s before everything started spinning out of control. But but are we a worse country? Are we worse people? Are we culturally worse off? Or are we better off? I think people really have different opinions on this. I think the nostalgia people will look back and say, oh, times were much better then. Thinking about the the homogeneity of culture and the lack of competition over ideas as a good thing because everybody agreed. And there was something great about having everybody agree. It, there was something great about only having three channels on TV. There was. It was cool because it, we all shared. I remember uh, when I was in college in the 70s. And the idea of being able to shop on Sundays, food shopping, you know, because remember all the stores were closed on Sunday. I had this I had this uh, revelation about it because I went out to eat with my wife on Sunday. We went out to brunch and it was unbelievable how many cars there were and everybody was out driving around and everybody was out. The restaurants were packed. It was Sunday. And I'm saying Sunday used to be all the cars stayed in the driveway. Except to go to church. Nothing was open, right? Does anybody remember that? <laughs> Am I the only one who remembers when Sundays cars stayed in the driveway? Now, we can look back and be all kinds of nostalgic about that. But I remember when I was young. I mean, even, you know, as a kid, I, this is crazy. How come we can't go to the store and buy something? Why do the stores sit there closed on Sundays? I remember wondering that. I wondered why, and it, I still wonder, why, why do the schools sit empty on Sundays? Isn't there an activity they could be used for, something constructive that would build community and improve people's lives? Why do we spend all that money on things to be closed? So I don't know which side you come down on that. Are you in favor of today? Or are you in favor of the old days? Which is it? And is one better than the other? Or is it just about missing how things were when you were coming up in the world? What are your thoughts on that?
Hi, who's this? You're on the air. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, it's me. Hi, this is Lisa. How are you? Hello, Hi, Lisa, me. Hello there. I want to say uh, everything you're saying, I always agree with. I love your show. Yeah, I miss the nostalgia, and I miss when uh, my husband and I were just talking the other day how every all the stores were closed on Sundays. I just miss that era so much. And why? why do you think you miss it? Um, everything seemed more peaceful. I mean, that era with politics and everything, everything was so much calmer. There wasn't mm -hmm. all this craziness with the woke and just, I just can't take it anymore. I'm like you. I just, <laughs> I'm done. I want it to be the way it used to be. <laughs> well, I've, I, there's a big part of me that feels that way, but there's a big part of me that also sees benefits from having society not be, because for example, I talk to women all the time, older women who were miserable in the um, 60s. You know, back when they had mm -hmm. to stay in marriages and they had to have kids because that's what women had to do. Yes, you're absolutely right. So I feel like there's two like, sides to it. And the nostalgic thing that you're feeling is leaving out those downsides. Well, I was little then. And I was, you know, yes. I was growing it didn't up. It did for you. Right, right. It's interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm a product of divorce too, so I know about the marriages and stuff. And the men were, you know, high up, and the women were, yes, especially, uh, you know, yes, I do remember that. Yes, that wasn't but, that um, wasn't so great. No, but I love your show. I totally agree with you on everything. Wow, you're like a smart people woman. People not working because they're well. Yeah, if I listen to you, I am. <laughs> and you like everything I say. Thank you. You agree with everything. Thank you, Lisa. We've got to run to a newscast, 860-522-9842. Stay with us on WTIC. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Good afternoon. What is this? I'm looking at the forecast. 
And it seems to be suggesting that we're getting some winter weather in February. It's ridiculous, and we're getting to the end of February. What is going on? Where are our guarantees that the climate will be perfect all year? Joining us now is Rob Sampson, state senator from Wolcott. He is busy at work at the state capitol trying to fight off the tide, the tsunami of hateful anti-American legislation that is the standard procedure up there these days. Rob, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. It's my pleasure, Todd. Did you say tide or did you say tsunami, which would be much more accurate? I went from tide to tsunami. (laughs) Indeed. Well, that is a very accurate uh, representation of what's going on in Hartford. I've never so I was, seen wa- I, I was yeah. watching some hearing on the CT, CTN today, the, uh, the cable channel, and I w- there was a woman talking for about a minute, and then you popped on. And it was so <laughs> wonderful to have you there. It made governments in, in Connecticut, it, the state government, sound like it actually, there were some good ideas, and they believed in the American system of government. Well, I do my best, Todd, because I'm one of 187 legislators, but I more than make up for probably 30 percent of the actual airtime <laughs> of people talking uh, in committee and, and on the floor of the Senate. That's for sure. Uh, and that's because I think it's important. Uh, and, and far too often uh, the competing voice of America's history and uh, love of freedom and personal responsibility is lost in the conversation unless somebody speaks up, and that person is often me. So anyway, I I was just playing, in preparation for you coming on, I was playing some Walter Williams, and I'll I'll play this for you to to, uh, help you keep your spine uh, in proper condition to to fight off the tsunami. Method to understand. Uh, Oh, wait a sec. I'm I'm not at the right place. One sec, because this is not... This is not a hard concept to get. The initial premise is that each of us owns ourselves. That is, I am my private property, and and you are your private property. Now, when you isn't that a great? I mean, that really if that's a quick way to tell people what the premise of America is supposed to be, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. That is uh, derived from many of the founding. Um, uh, you know, authors that uh, created the ideas that are behind America's founding. Uh, I think he referenced Bastiat in that quote when you played it earlier, mm-hmm. and that's exactly right, because he's talking about um, the origin of property and um, the opposite of property, which is plunder. And if you've read, uh, read the law, you know that that's what it's all about. It's about uh, defending the notion that each of us uh, have a right to our own creation, and um, that including includes ourselves and what we produce, and that includes the work we produce. And that's what's at stake in America today. Um, there's so many bills up there, Todd, that are redefining your ownership of yourself. Uh, yeah, so let me play one day. more short cut, sure. and then I think that sets you up completely. And it's the it has the same uh, moral uh, immoral overtones as when as private plunder. If you privately take uh, a person's money to give to somebody else for whatever reason, well, well, that's private theft. And when the government does it through uh, Congress, it's just it's still theft, but it's just legalized theft. Legalized theft. So that's the thing you're trying to fight off, which I I just uh, am so happy that you're there doing it. It was so much fun to just randomly 
hit the play button for a hearing today, and there you were. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. And um, I yesterday I was there um, starting nine in the morning. We had a little uh, tech, technical glitch, so we didn't actually get started until the afternoon. But I was there fighting off one of the worst policies of the year, which is a uh, the imposition of rent caps. They want to tell property owners that they can only raise their rent 2.5% per year, not considering the fact that there is inflation that far outpaces that and expenditures. And their ultimate goal they keep repeating is that they want to create more affordable housing. And I keep asking them, how do you propose to create more affordable housing by By starving the people who invest in property? Exactly. You're you're creating a deterrent to property creation and, uh, you know, more affordable housing. But they don't care because the ultimate goal really is to um, eliminate the principles of America, starting with knowledge that you own your own self, which is why they have numerous bills that limit the um, the individual right to. Um, make personal body choices on medication, on vaccines. There's a bill out there that says that you are going to become a uh, organ donor, whether you choose to or not. It's just an indication to you as an individual rep- uh, citizen in Connecticut that you're no mm-hmm. longer a citizen. Your body belongs to the government and you're a subject of that government. And property rights is the other thing that they are attacking every day. The idea that you don't actually own your property or have a right to the fruits of your own labor. It's so scary, Todd, and they're, they're coming harder and faster every day. Do you, what do you think their, their motive actually is? I mean, you alluded to it just then, but do, do, you, do you think it's, it's all one thing or the other, or there are a bunch of different motives piled in? Like, what, what, why is it, is it philosophical? Do they hold capitalism in contempt? Or is it just that this is a really cool way to hold power, if you can, instead of letting the people keep their own money because they earned it, you can make up all kinds of stories and force them to give it to you. It's a combination of all of those things. Uh, people are varying in degrees of intelligence and wisdom, and certainly that means the ability to strategize and use wisdom in the way they want to craft government. One thing I can tell you is that they are not, absolutely not trying to come up with good public policy that benefits everyone. They are certainly um, focused on uh, trying to um, ingratiate themselves with different factions of the population. Uh, the people that showed up for that uh, testimony, of course, were landlords, uh, maybe half of the uh, maybe a little less than half of the people that testified. And the other people were, were tenants. But most of those people that were um, coming to that hearing as tenants were also very much involved in other things. They were active members of the Communist Party. They're active members of various Democrat uh, community organizing groups. So these were the, the real strong um, left-wing, far left-wing activists that are, that are pushing this agenda. And the sad part is that they are growing in number, mm-hmm. and those people are driving the bus of the modern Democratic Party. And that's what's so scary. And that, I think, by the way, to your comments just before I got on the air about, you know, days gone by where we we enjoyed life much more and, you you know, cars were in the driveway on Sunday. Well, the difference wasn't that cars were in the driveway on Sunday. The difference was that we lived in a society that was cohesive where people respected the notion of private property and personal responsibility. And I'm afraid almost half, maybe more than half in some places, uh, don't agree with those things anymore. 
Yeah, well, that's a, it's a very difficult situation to be in because I think that those of us who could have been fighting this off over the past um, decades didn't really understand that the march to liberalism was something so dangerous. And I've always, I've always been disappointed in Ronald Reagan, of all people, because he was such a devout conservative uh, at least that's how he was presented. And yet the part of him that was was the legacy was he worked with the other side and he compromised. And it seems to me that compromise on the stuff that they talk about, you know, that what they talk about on the left is not so different from what Democrat presidential candidates who were the losers because the, remember the chronic losing that Democrats went through 40, 50 years ago because they. They just put up these candidates who were too liberal. They were saying all the same stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. They're far more liberal now, if anything. And th that pragmatism that you're speaking of with Reagan and with most of the Republican Party today is our downfall because we are no longer defending our uh, principles and this great country from a position of strength and um, knowledge of history uh, and proof. You know, I mean, we, we have the proof of America and its creation and its success on our side to make the case and we're not when we're failing to point that out every chance we get um and that pragmatism is is, is what is costing us the battle because uh republicans are quick to try and negotiate uh terms uh, they're far more reasonable people uh you know the, the the radicals in our society are from the far left those are the people that do not compromise they we're don't want to hear it if you sorry i was just going to Re-identify you, State Senator Rob Sampson is here from Wolka. But but bring this over to the. There's a lot of interest in the. Um, there's a lot of interest in the the bills that are, are being discussed about rent control and a lot of concern about it because I think it's such a, it's such a label for the kind of socialistic big government control of the marketplace that we've seen come from time to time, but now looks like it's picking up steam yeah without a doubt and um I, I hope that the people listening on the air today are hearing me and not thinking that i'm trying to exaggerate a position or anything else I, i'm trying to be a clarion call to let people know that we're losing our, our state right now we are losing it every day we are outnumbered at the state capitol and that doesn't mean just that the democrats have two to one margins in the house and senate I mean that every time there is a hearing on a bill that is going to change our lives for the foreseeable future, maybe forever, um, the opposition shows up in droves. And we have very few people on our side willing to defend strong positions of liberty. It's just that's the fact of the matter. And that's why they're uh, picking up steam and, and we're falling way, way behind. Rob Sampson, hold on one sec. We'll take a quick break and we'll continue the conversation on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, WTIC. Is that Rob on hold? Because I just got a text from him saying he dropped. Is he still there? Can you double check? Roland, can you double check and see if that's Rob on hold? You sure? Okay, good. Maybe it's an old text. I don't know. I just saw one saying that he got knocked off. Hey, Rob. 
No Rob there. All right, Rob, now you can call back in. 860-522-9842. Rob is a state senator from Wolcott, and he is the most adamant of the ones I've talked to who um, care deeply about the Constitution and want to protect it. Uh, and uh, there's not much protecting of the Constitution going on up there, and, and that's, you know, that's the big problem. Not just constitutional rights, but proper government and all that. Sorry about that, Rob. It's all good. Glad so, to be back. Um, so fill us in on the, the big fights that are going on right now. Well, I, my, my hope is that I can start filling you in more regularly about uh, the bills that are coming. But sadly, we get very little notice. Uh, the public, in fact, is only uh, required to receive five days notice before a public hearing on a bill. And the Democrats are very clever. That means uh, Thursday night, 11.59 p.m., they can post something for a Tuesday, 9 a.m. Uh-huh. hearing. You know, it's, it does, doesn't give you a lot of time to be proactive about it. And but how often does that you know, kind of uh, deliberate manipulation of what's very not generous to begin with, you know, how much are they messing with it to make it worse? Uh, 100% of the time. Okay. That yeah, no, and, uh, that. In, fact, in, in fact, if you're a member of the minority, you have it even worse because that's the public's notice for a hearing. But suppose I'm, we're going to have a meeting to actually debate and vote on bills. Mm-hmm. The requirement for deadline then is 6 p.m. the day before the meeting. So that's the maximum notice you could have to know what we're going to vote on the following day, maybe at 9 in the morning doesn't give you a lot of time to prepare. And in fact, you can walk into that 9 a.m. meeting and they can tell you, hey, you know, we have substitute language. We, we've changed the wording in all the bills. Here you go. <laughs> you know? So it's only the, the only thing they're committing themselves to is the bill number will be discussed. But it could be a whole different uh, set of words from what you might have originally looked at. Right. And, and you are expected to debate it uh, right there and on the spot. Um, and it's even worse on the floor of the, the House or Senate because the majority controls the agenda and they can put the order of the bills anytime they want. And one of the most common things you will see, Todd, and in fact, I joke all the time with my colleagues that we only pass titles out of committee mm-hmm. because what you'll see is if you're watching the House or the Senate, the uh, chairman of that committee from the Democrats will stand up, introduce the bill. And the very first thing they will say is I have a strike all amendment which effectively means they're striking the entire bill and replacing the language with something else. It's a cut and paste. And imagine, imagine being uh, you know, the minority representative charged with uh, debating that subject matter, and you got a couple hundred page bill, and they just give you a brand new version of it um, you know, two minutes before you're supposed and to debate. And they say, go ahead, debate. Exactly. And it's happened to me more times than I can count. And you get very, very adept at it because— um, you can use that opportunity just to start asking random questions to take up time so your colleagues can go back in the room and decipher what it actually says. Because <laughs> yeah, they don't know either, right? They don't know either, but that you're buying time for them so they can figure it out and come back and debate the bill for real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's madness, and it is a complete injustice because it's not what was intended, and the people deserve a lot better than that. And the people just aren't aware of how things work and how deliberately— the ideas of believing in democratic principles, which Democrats like to talk about, but you're saying they deliberately destroy. We've got one minute. Tell us something, Rob Sampson, that we need to I can't stress enough how important it is that people start tracking what is going on in the state government. I know a lot of people watch the federal government. Turn on CTN. Follow your legislators, Democrats or Republicans. Find out what's going on at the Capitol. Start to sign up and testify on bills. You can testify on Zoom nowadays. 
which means you just you sign up and they give you a time and you show up for three minutes and you tell them how you feel about things. We can make a world of difference. I can't tell you, Todd, the number of times I've been in a committee meeting where there's 200 people in favor of some terrible, terrible policy that will do major damage to the business uh, environment in the state or something else. And there's one person, maybe the lobbyist from, you know, the Connecticut Business and Industry Association who shows up uh, by himself. You know, (laughs) that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And we got to get our side involved in the fight. Rob Sampson, state senator from Wilka. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Todd. Bye bye. All righty. Take care. That's Rob out there fighting. It's a lonely fight to try to save the state of Connecticut from inside government buildings because that's where the enemy is. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. Let's find out how the ride home goes from the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher. Hey, Mark. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 